What's going on, all my podcasters, whether you're listening from Spotify or Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, See Jizzle on the fucking Wizzle, we're bringing you another episode, and it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Anywho, <clears throat> we're going to get to talking about the most important stuff here in a little bit, but first, foremost, you got to smoke a little bit of weed. Mm. Drink a couple brews. And I've got tomorrow night off. Well, tomorrow all day. But. So it's just going to be me sitting around the house relaxing again. Pretty much. But I just got to thinking about. What I'm about to talk about. And. (laughs) I just had to make a fucking podcast. I just had to. You know, it's just. Crazy. So, I went down to the dispensary and got me uh, another vape pen. I'm not really sure how I feel about it because I just feel like they kind of jipped me a little bit. It wasn't full all the way up to the top um, when I got it Uh, compared to the last ones that I've gotten. And... uh, I don't know, I just, I had my eyes set on a certain kind of weed that they had that was dirt cheap, and then when I went up there, they didn't have any more, so I had to just kind of settle, and their weed was, at that particular dispensary, was just overpriced, so, it's like, fuck it, I'll just get a THC cart, so, had to have something to kind of hold me over, quitting these cigarettes and everything, um, it's been pretty easy over these past few days. So, so, the other day I was sitting here making a podcast. Ooh, damn, that tastes so good. I was making a podcast, right? And I remember it was like the day of or the day after the school shooting in Michigan. And I said to myself, I really would like to know who this young kid is. (coughs) I think we all wanted to know. Um, And I said he needed to be charged as an adult, right? Well, sure enough, the day after that, seen it all over the news, seen his picture, seen his name, all over the fucking news, and they were deciding to charge him as an adult, Ethan Crumbly, I do believe is his name, uh, anyways, I said, well, that's, that's damn right, you know, that's a good thing, that they're doing it like this. And then I even said that the parents should be arrested too for letting it happen. Sure enough, look what happens. They have a warrant put out for their arrest for manslaughter. So, long story short, 
both of my wishes came true. Both of what I thought should happen did happen. And I think that's a, that's a move towards a great start for this country. I think that people have been just getting away with it left and right, especially minors. You know, they think, oh, I can get away with it and then get released when I'm 18. Or maybe they'll take it a little bit less harsher on me because I'm a younger kid. And I think that we need to stop doing it like that. And I do believe that since he was only 15, he was definitely not an adult yet. So his parents were in charge of him. And his parents were the ones that went out and bought that gun, that handgun. And his parents were the ones that did not lock it up in a safe. Or if they did, they, they left the keys right where he could get it. So either way, their negligence has ruined many people's lives. And somebody needs to pay the piper, right? So I, that's why I believe his parents should have to, to to pay a penalty, to pay the consequences. If they wouldn't have left that gun out for their son to get, he might not be doing life in prison. You know, he might just uh, he might just be you know going for something else. I mean, maybe he might not have even went to jail that day. If he would have never been able to get a gun to take to that school, it probably wouldn't have even turned out this way. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, he was bullied. That's not an excuse. That's really not. I mean, to be honest, I was bullied whenever I was a kid. And I never, ever, ever sat there and thought, well, let's go to my school and shoot it up, you know. Let's take it out on all those innocent people that had nothing to do with it. Just because this jackass, you know, never had that cross my mind. And it seems like nowadays it's, it's kind of like a trending thing, right? And we have to nip it in the butt. We have to take care of it. We have to do the right thing. And the right thing is holding the people accountable who deserve to be held accountable. So 15 years in prison for his mom and his dad is not too far-fetched. At the max, they can get 15. I think it should be more than that. I think it should be 15 to 20. With as serious as it is. It took the lives of four different kids. You know, that will never get to see the light of day again. And injured and scarred many others. At least 8 to 10 different people. Those people are going to go to school or go to work every day. And they're going to be mentally scarred. They're going to think about it. They're going to worry about it every day. They're going to have PTSD syndrome from it. All because of this one dumbass idiot that thought this was the answer, right? And when you take a life, you take two lives, three lives, four lives, then you deserve to have your life taken. You knew it was wrong, and you intentionally did it anyways. I think that <clears throat> the parents should have to do a longer time because there are other aggravating factors that are involved. <clears throat> Let's say if you run somebody over in a car, that's involuntary manslaughter. You didn't mean to do it, but you killed somebody, you know. Maybe it was a little kid that was crossing a school crossing, you know. Um, but when you... Leave out a handgun for somebody else to commit a crime. 
there's an aggravated factor. It's just like whenever you get the death penalty. Now, if there are aggravating factors involved, like rape, um, stabbing somebody a hundred times, um, you know, uh, killing somebody and making their children watch it at the same time, those are all aggravating factors, right? <clears throat> those are all factors that qualify people for death sentences. Now, I have seen people that have committed murder and they've just got life imprisonment because they didn't have any aggravating factors. Mm. But their, his parents leaving that gun out for him to get a hold of was an aggravating factor. It was involuntary manslaughter with an aggravated man, uh, factor added on. So, I don't know how else they should be penalized for it, but there needs to be an example made for other parents across the United States that you can't just be negligent and leave handguns sitting around in your house. You can't just um, do that and then six people's lives are lost or four people, even one person's life that gets lost is one too much. And like I said before, somebody's got to pay the piper. Justice has to be served. And when you were the one that caused this whole problem by leaving your handguns out or your rifle or whatever out, it was you that was the whole reason why this went down. <clears throat> and so anyways, the U.S. Marshals have issued a $10,000 warrant for these two. Um, and the funny part is her lawyers are acting like it's a game. You know, uh, trying to protect their client <clears throat> trying to be a hot shot I guess you could say but the way that they are wording shit is disgusting I mean I'm, I'm really disgusted at these lawyers they said that the parents left town the night of the shooting for their own safety they didn't leave because they were on the run they left because of their own safety for the tragic shooting now, why would they have to leave town for that if it wasn't their fault? Why would they be so worried about their safety unless they did something wrong? Well, of course they know they did something wrong, and they knew that the whole, all the public was going to know about what they did. So, yeah, they left. They skipped town. You can sugarcoat it and call it whatever you want and say, oh, it's because they're safety or that they're on the run. Either way, they haven't turned themselves in yet. So, it is what it is. Anyways, these lawyers are trying to kind of act like uh, Brian Laundrie's lawyer. Uh, kind of like they're almost aiding and abetting in, in their escape by saying that, oh, they'll turn themselves in eventually. They're just not really ready to... 
You know, they said they'll turn themselves in. Just give them some time. You know, and it doesn't take a fucking week to turn yourself in. You know, and the longer you wait, the further they can run away and hide. Okay, so if you don't turn yourself in within one day, then there's something fishy going on. You know, um, it's really easy to get on the phone and say, hey, I need to turn myself in. Come pick me up at such and such. I bet you that an officer will show up. I guarantee it. So there's no excuse on why it's taken them over a day and they still haven't turned themselves in. It's because they're on the fucking run. So, and then the lawyers got all snippy and, and ballsy by saying, well, we said they would turn themselves in, but you guys didn't want to talk to us about it. First off, there was nothing ever said about when they'd be turning themselves in. And secondly, you don't call the fucking shots. Okay. <laughs> they said to be there to turn themselves in. So guess what? They need to be there to turn themselves in. Regardless of what they want to do or what you think they should do is, is whatever. So... The judge and whatnot wants her there. So, that's why they put the warrant out for her arrest. And again, I think it's pretty ignorant for you to say, well, we don't understand why you put a warrant out for her when she's responsible for killing five to six different people. I do believe. Even if it's four different people, whatever. She's guilty. He's guilty of, of doing that. So. You can try and sugarcoat a turd. But it's still going to be a turd. But listen. You can only run. And you can only hide. For so long. And especially with people out there. That will backstab you for money. Because they don't know you. They don't care about you. All they care about is that ten grand in their pocket that the federal marshal is going to be giving out, okay? So, I can guarantee you that everybody and their brother right now is looking for these two. And they stick out like a sore thumb that a carpenter just smashed with a hammer, okay? And, um, you know, that's kind of got me thinking about maybe taking up bounty hunting. And not necessarily... Um, I mean, bounty hunting, you don't need to take a special class or anything to be a bounty hunter. Um, federal marshals give out rewards all the time to people for catching fugitives. Um, just like with this case, they're giving out ten grand for one person. Just for information that leads up to their arrest. So, dead or alive... You bring them in, or you let us know where they are, and you get your reward. And, um, I thought about doing this here lately. Um, uh, Lordy. I would need a little bit more resources, I guess. I wouldn't be able to do it all on my own with a shitty little car. But, I had like a small team. And maybe we can we can make this a, uh, a hobby, you know, a, a, a job. 
and then all the bounties that we've saved up over the whole week, we just split it, you know, or something like that. Um, um, and who knows how many fugitives are still out there on the loose in one particular city, but it's a good way to get your foot in the door to get reward money. And after you save up that money, you can start your own bail bondsman business and make more money. And I've really, really been thinking about this here lately. Seriously. I want to make a difference. I want, I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to give people second chances. I want to give people the help that actually deserve to have the help, that need that bail, you know, to get out. Honest people that will actually pay you back, you know. But what I have um, what I have said five, ten years ago that I wanted to be a bounty hunter, no, no, I still, I still kind of think about it, and I'm like, well, it's probably not the best idea, because there are some dangerous criminals out there that will die before they go back to jail, you know. So as long as you have a taser, pepper spray gun. You know, paintball gun with pepper balls in it. And body armor. Um, I would say that, that that's that's pretty good start. So, um, but you run the risk of getting shot being a bounty hunter just like a cop runs the risk of getting shot on a traffic stop. You know, it, it, it could happen. But is it likely to happen? I, I really doubt it. Uh, sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But sometimes you just catch the criminal and you get your, your $50,000 reward. And it reminds me of the old days, going back to the gold and silver days, where they had bounties. All the, all the time on people's heads. But you could literally shoot them, kill them, and then drag their body back into town, and that would be good enough. Dead or alive. Nowadays, it's a little bit more strict, and you really want to make it home to see your wife, kids, mother, father, friends. Um, but there are people on these streets young kids that have guns and they don't care a lot of times and I want to be able to help these teenagers that have been steered wrong and taken advantage of to get ahead and, and uh, start being a good person towards society instead of being a gangbanger and not giving anything back to society I can show them that there are good people out there. We're not all uh, white racists, you know, that hate black people. I've got a heart, too. So, I think this is the, this is the, um, the time whenever I can help black people bond back out of jail and, and tell them that the police aren't out there to get you, man. They're really not there to, to wreck your day. 
you wouldn't have been able out there doing what you were doing, they wouldn't have never been able to arrest you. So just now is the time to admit when you're wrong. Take that man, that step to be a man and admit that you were wrong and, and learn from it. We can make this world a better place. Honestly. That's what everybody wants. To just be in a better place. Tired of living in a shithole. But it's never going to change if we keep doing the same shit that we keep doing. You know? And I thought the other night that we need somebody who is like Martin Luther King. He was such a great man. And he was so smart. He he knew that he had to stick out in order for him to get his infamous speech that he had a dream in front of the National Monument, a black person, to be able to talk on a microphone that loud over a whole crowd was unheard of back then. For him to get that time to be able to speak for the whole nation to hear it, he had to do some things. He had to jump through some damn hoops, okay? And a lot of it was marching for days on end. And then you get CNN or NBC that comes along and they're like, what are you guys doing? Why are you marching all up and down the sidewalk every day? What are you guys doing? And then that's whenever you get a news story. And you tell the news reporter, just meet us down at that National Monument a week from today and you'll see why we're marching up and down this street. Right? And that's how he got his footing. That's what I believe. And it's, a, it's the same thing nowadays. We need to have another speech to tell people to stop all this hatred and racism and violence that we've got our kids being raised with. To stop causing hate in the streets and stealing and burning shit. It's the same fucking thing that Martin Luther King told us back then. And it seems like, instead of making progress, we've been regressing. And that's not what kind of future we want to have for our kids, and their kids, and their kids. So, what do we do? Do we keep causing bullshit, causing drama, causing problems and hatred, and blaming it on our next door neighbor or whatever, or do we start manning up, taking responsibility to stop all this shit right where it starts? Stop hating each other and start spreading love again. Whether it's through music or whether it's just from uh, helping a stranger on the street. Um... I think we can get back to those days. I don't think America's completely dead yet, but if we, we act now, then it's, it's going to be fine. But if we keep sitting around going down this path of racism and hatred and people that are hating each other because they're not wearing masks and, and companies ruining people's lives because they tell them what to do and... we can get rid of all this fear and hate and start living off of love and 
power and knowledge, uh, things will be a hundred times better. But it's like people aren't even trying. They're just giving up. They're like, you know what? The white man hates us. He's always putting us down. The government hates us. Our boss hates us. You know, everybody's out to get them. And I think that once they realize that they're the problem, nobody's out to get them, and that it's best to have a job and take care of your kids and take care of yourself instead of sitting out here stealing from department stores and blaming other people. I think we are a long way from things becoming a little kosher again, like it was back in the 90s. But I feel a new wave coming along within the next 20, 30 years that is similar to the 90s, where this racism ceases to exist, and we do get along a lot better. That We do teach our children and younger generation that it isn't about skin color, it isn't about religion, and it isn't about opinions. Everybody can have their own opinion on whether or not they should wear a mask or whether or not they should be vaccinated. Once we all start coming together, again, I think everything's just going to disappear. The hate, the violence, the coronavirus is going to disappear. You're never going to hear about it again. By then, they're going to have a new virus called the static virus. <laughs> you sit at home too long in a static position and you get a virus. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I think that we all are hyper-focused on the media. The media said this, so we, we need to, we better believe that it's true. You know, back when Trump was in office. You know, you had people saying this was fake media, this was real media. And then people started believing it, whether or not it was true or not. Same thing with the CDC and what Fauci had stated. There were a lot of misinformation going out there. People were saying, well, we should probably listen to him because, you know, they're scientists and everything. <laughs> um, but I believe that we will go back to a day when freedom is a lot more apparent, I guess you could say. And hatred almost ceases to exist. You can, you can be a white male walking down the streets of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and you don't have to feel like you can be shot by a drive-by shooting just because you're white. I believe those days are going to come. <clears throat> I believe the days are going to come when black people will be able to walk down the street and not be able to fear that 
they're going to be targeted for their skin color or be racially profiled. I believe we're very close to that. Um, and I think that the steps that they're taking in the justice system with this whole school shooting, they're proving that the parents do need to be prosecuted, the son does need to be charged as an adult. I think those are positive steps towards in the future to ensure that shit like this doesn't happen again. So, maybe, just maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've been hearing a lot of people who keep going around and they keep saying the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. And what it is, is they, they keep asking, well, what can we do to make sure that this school shooting never, this kind of school shooting never happens again? And they've been saying this for years. They've been saying, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? doesn't fucking take a degree to figure it out, people. Come on. We all are adults. We all have brains. Why don't we start using them? You know, I mean, gosh. And I got to thinking, you know, the way that this school shooting went down. And they said, oh, well, they have an idea of how he got it into the school, but they're not going to divulge that information. Well, I'll tell you how he fucking got it into the school. He carried it in there in his fucking book bag kept it in his locker I mean duh or maybe he put it in his waistband and carried it into class who knows but the point is he got it in there nobody knew he had it so do you do you think that putting up some metal detectors would maybe fucking help that's the first thing The second thing is that there needs to be bulletproof glass on all school doors, all of them. That way, if somebody does come to the school with a gun, they can't shoot their way through the door and get inside. And the doors must be locked after 8 o'clock, after everybody's been searched through the metal detectors. I mean, come on. I can guarantee you that there would be no more school shootings school shootings after that and there would be an armed guard sitting by the door just in case so if somebody did get a gun in there somehow after going through the metal detectors there'd be an armed guard inside and nobody's getting out if they do got a gun because it's bulletproof doors so till the cops get there you're stuck inside so that's the way it needs to be and the classroom doors all need to be lockable and they all need to be bulletproof. It needs to be a wooden door with a steel plate in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't understand how hard it is to solve these little problems. very simple to fix if one classroom god forbid one classroom gets held hostage all ten other classrooms can lock their doors and he's not going to be able to shoot his way in there he's just going to be stuck in the middle of the fucking hallway with no way to get out because all the doors are going to be locked so 
That's how we need to start solving these school shootings. And the parents need to start being held accountable, just like in this case. And I can guarantee you, after we start prosecuting enough people and putting them in prison for life, uh, first of all, I don't believe in life imprisonment. I don't believe that we as taxpayers should be paying for people to live for 40 years off of us when we could just get some cheap rope and hang their fucking ass and be done with it. I mean, we're paying for their, their health care. We're paying for their food and their room and board. We're paying for them to have TV time and shit in certain prisons. These people don't need any of that. There's no reason why it takes 40 years to kill somebody on death row. Start hanging them. It's a lot cheaper. Like I said, it's a lot cheaper just because it's, you know, the rope is a lot cheaper. And it's cheaper because we don't have to take care of them for 40 fucking years. And, you know, you get people that say, well, it's inhumane to hang people. Yeah, well, they're fucking murderers. So who cares what's inhumane or not? I really don't. They didn't care whether it was inhumane to strangle somebody to death or stab them 46 times. So, fuck them. But, I definitely think that if they aren't going to get the death penalty, then they should never get out of prison ever again. <clears throat> And I do believe that there is more punishment in spending 60 years in prison watching your hair grow. And once you get up to be 60, 80 years old or whatever, dying in prison is not fun. Uh, I watched a documentary about that, about the health care that they do receive when they're in there and the inmates that volunteer to help these elderly people once they get on their deathbeds. And being on hospice care in a prison is not a good way to go out. It's a very ugly way to go out. But I still think that that's even giving them too much. You know. I don't know. And anyways, his parents, this Ethan Crumbly kid... His parents got a phone call from the school about whenever the shooting was going on, I guess. And they called him, called his parents up to say, hey, you need to come down here and get your son. You need to intervene in this. He's having a standoff with police. He's just ended up in a shooting. And they, they, they called and called and called, and his parents never answered. So... If they had, maybe they could have avoided some more problems. Even them not answering, it kind of it spoke how guilty they really are. So, I believe that's whenever they fled. Um, after they heard about it on the news and after the school was calling them, they knew they were in trouble and that's whenever they fled. They didn't flee later that night or the next night um, they didn't wait in order to flee I can tell you that they were nowhere to be found 
They just skipped town. So it's not like they showed up to the school, like, you know, after it happened. They were nowhere to be found. Um, but man, that is just one of the crazy things that's going on in America right now. One of them. And it's really crazy. All these things going on at once. But. And it's, it's pretty ignorant. A lot of it is ignorant as fuck. A lot of it is. It doesn't really have a point. A lot of it is contradictive. You got women that say. Oh we should be able to decide what's right for our bodies. Talking about abortion laws and shit. But then they turn around and tell people that they shouldn't be able to decide what's right for their bodies when it comes to the coronavirus vaccines. Completely contradictive, but hey. Um, back, you know, a few years back, I think, there were people that were making big deal over the plastic straws in the oceans that were killing the sea turtles and shit. So California banned plastic straws. And... Um, They were bitching and complaining that all the forests were getting cut down and they were making paper out of it, right? But when they were marching down the streets saying to save the trees, guess what those fucking signs were made out of? Paper. Out of card or out of construction paper and shit. And, and they're talking about don't kill trees, but they're they're holding signs that are made out of trees. Just doesn't fucking make sense. <clears throat> Contradictive. <laughs> Anywho, tonight I got um got to sit down and do some more research on my van life <clears throat> because I've got some decisions to make. And I've been making some progress um, on what battery system I'm going to start out using, what heating system I'm probably going to end up using, how I'm going to keep my batteries warm whenever I'm in work and my van isn't on. I know a lot of people use... Um, they use uh, diesel heaters, um, and I just don't really want to deal with one of those. I think it's a mess. I think it stinks. I hate the smell of diesel. Um, then you got to run all the hose and tubing and make sure it doesn't leak. God forbid you bump it out of place and it does end up with a leak. Um, and who knows, you know, a lot of them are Chinese made. Who knows how long they're going to last. Or if you're going to end up with error codes that you don't even understand. And then you're going to be back at square one. You're going to be freezing cold. No way to run a diesel heater because it won't work. Um, so I've been finding, I've been trying to find a renewable way around that to stay warm. And I keep going back to the Jackery system. Jackery batteries. Um, I can get a thousand watt Jackery with um, four hundred watt 
solar panels to charge it and I can get a backup I can get a 1500 watt and a thousand watt um, and a thousand watt I can have charged in like four hours of sunlight um, the 1500 I think it takes six or seven hours to charge it up to 80% um, but even if you get it charged up to 50% that's that's pretty good and in the winter time you don't have that much sun to rely on so there is going to be some nights where you can only get the batteries charged up halfway before you're going to need to use it and so that's why I want to have a backup battery system just in case I run out of one I can still have one to use um, and then if I have to and they're both completely dead I can take it inside to my job plug it into the wall and charge it up that way the whole time I'm at work so um, that, that seems like a viable option but then I got to thinking I can't leave it in the van with it being below freezing because batteries just don't lithium batteries just don't last in the cold like that and I would hate to spend a thousand dollars on a battery and then it just ceases to stop working so I got to thinking that there has to be a way that I can keep my batteries warm at least until I can come home turn on the wood-burning stove or turn on the propane um, I have to keep my batteries at least warm right so I got on Amazon and I got to looking at those um, heating pads that you put underneath like a reptiles tank it has a little thermostat on it you can put it to like 65 or 120 um, and it'll plug right into a jackery and I think they said it draws like 20 watts at the most. So you could put the jackery on top of one of those heating pads, plug it in, and while you're in, inside, yeah, one of those jackeries is going to be running, but it's going to be keeping both of them warm. And it's not going to be using that much power, really. So then once you get it heated up, once you get in there get it heated up with the wood stove and the propane system then you can plug the jackery batteries back into the solar panels that are mounted on the roof and you can charge it up early the next morning charge one up while you're using the other one um, so it's going to be a constant thing keep those batteries topped off to keep them warm you don't want to draw them below 20 percent um, if you're storing them for long periods of time you don't want to keep them all the way charged up to a hundred percent if it's cold or if it's hot outside you don't want to keep them at long periods of time at a hundred percent so, anywho, it's going to be a learning stage for me. I'm going to find out what works, what doesn't. There is a Dickinson Marine uh, propane 
heater. I think it's like 4,500 BTUs. Uh, I forgot what it goes up to, but I do believe it starts out at that. Uh, and I forgot how much it is, but it seems like that's going to be the ideal uh, heat source for me. It's not going to make it too hot in there to where I'm sweating, but it's not going to make it too cold. Um, and it's going to use a little less than a pound an hour. I have to look at the specs again, but I do believe it said a 20 pound tank would last me like 36 hours. I do believe. I don't remember. <clears throat> that's just one of those things that we're just going to have to test out and see and you're going to find things along the way that's going to work for you like that reptile heating pad that I had just a light bulb went off in my head and said hey why don't you keep your batteries warm with that you know put a blanket over your jackeries and you know go out there and check on them every once in a while uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I seen a video of a guy that was in the complete cold. He was using them. He was charging them with no heat whatsoever, and he was still using them. So, But there are going to be days where you might not have any power, like literally none, to run anything. And... So I got to thinking about what can I do for lighting because I don't I don't want to use electricity if I don't have to use it and lighting is one of the main things that draws power from the batteries. Um, so I figured, well, why not just get some of those um, push button lights that just have uh, sticky adhesive on them. Or you can screw them to the wall and get like four to six of those put in there and they run off of rechargeable batteries. And you can literally go and buy a 16 pack of rechargeable Energizer double A's or triple A's and you can get many, 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 many uses out of those. And if you run out of power one day, you still have light. So mainly what those Jackery batteries are going to do is charge up my laptop, charge up my phone, run my blender or a crock pot or whatever. Mainly run appliances and shit like that. Um, maybe I can use it to watch a DVD on like a projector screen. But other than that, I'm not going to need to use it. So... We're not going to have electric water pumps hooked up. We're not going to have a lighting system hooked up. We're not even going to have a heating system hooked up to the electricity. So, the heating system is going to be strictly propane. And the wood fire stove. So, 
I'm going to try to keep that at a minimum as well because I'm going to have a roof rack up top and I want to try and keep the smoke caps for the stoves kind of hidden you know low profile and I don't know how I'm going to do that honestly <laughs> until I actually get to that point um I'm beginning to wonder that some of the things like that, are, they're just going to have to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, I'm going to try to have like a uh, roof patio on top of my van. That way I can go up there and stand on it, put chairs on top of it and whatnot. Uh, have a ladder up the back. Uh, something that's going to be able to support my solar panels. Something that's going to be able to maybe have a luggage storage rack up there to put shit in. Like tarps and shit like that. Um, but it's going to look kind of suspicious having a work van with a luggage rack up there and a couple smoke stacks coming out of the top. and You know, I don't know. So I'm trying to think about what's the best way to keep this low profile stealth with having... The heat source. It's not very stealth when somebody can smell wood burning and they see the smoke coming out of the top of a van. So, now if you're off in the middle of nowhere, that would be fine, I guess. If you were parked at like a state reserve park or something that was open 24 hours, I guess that'd be fine. But when you're parked on a little side street somewhere, It'd probably be best to have an alternative heat source and I would think propane is where it's at now there are some propane systems like the Mr. Buddy heating system that doesn't emit hardly any at all carbon monoxide CO2 um, but I'm not going to end up using a Mr. Buddy heater they're kind of unreliable, and um, you got to buy so many different adapters and shit just to use it. So I'm either going to get an Olympia Wave 6, or I'm going to end up getting a uh, Marine Propane uh, Heater, I guess you can call it. It's a Dickinson Marine Propane Heater. They're all very costly. They're all very expensive. I think the Dickinson propane heater is like 400 bucks. Um, I know that the uh, Olympia Wave 6 is about 200, 300 maybe. And then the Cub Mini wood stove is about 400, 450. So that's like nine to twelve hundred dollars just in heating shit, not including all the propane hoses you're gonna have to buy and all the filters and attachments, the tank itself. Um, so it's gonna be very expensive just for the heating. 
and with electricity I can I can deal without having electricity for a month or two honestly I can just charge it 12 volt with my uh, cigarette lighter if I had to um, so I can save up enough money to buy a Jackery system piece by piece um, and I'm okay with that but I cannot sleep in a van when it's cold right gotta be at least somewhat warm so all my money initially is going to go out for the heating system for a dry heat and to have insulation put in the van in the walls and in the uh, floor and some on the ceiling because really the ceiling in a, in a van is very very there's no insulation whatsoever in the roof so it needs to be thickened up to at least an inch inch and a half to be effective anywho we're getting to about the 53 minute mark we're getting close to ending it tonight and um, uh, when I get off of here I'm basically um, gonna watch some cops probably <laughs> on my phone I'm gonna eat some food finish drinking these beers and uh, smoking some weed and I'm gonna end up calling it a night so you know I am gonna enjoy some of this weed though because um, it's freshly it hasn't even been opened yet and I had an eighth from the dispensary like I said that I haven't even touched oh come on gosh such a pain in the ass it really is like there's no reason why it should be this hard uh, the fucking uh, packaging that my fucking weed was in for the dispensary was childproof. Shit, it had a little tear line on it, you tore it, and you still couldn't get it open. So I had to pause the podcast and go get a fucking knife to open it. And Man, shit. It is some good weed, though. I ain't gonna lie. It's fucking fresh as hell. It tastes good as hell. Man. It was harvested, it says, last July, the end of July, and it was packaged on 11-11. I don't know what, well, it says package date, used by 11-11-2022. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Anywho, it was harvested in July. like four months that it sat there and cured. It's crazy. It's still sitting at 26%. Huh. That's kind of high, too. Huh. But no, this shit is smooth. I got the candy runs. 
and three-eighths of those that I had bought. Just now starting to break into this last eighth. And I've had this since... Fuck. Before Halloween. Or around Halloween. So... For 150 bucks, it's lasted me over a month, I do believe. So if I have to pay 150 bucks for a month's worth of weed, that's pretty good for me. And like I said, I don't really smoke a lot. I wouldn't say I smoke a lot of weed. But from time to time, I might roll a joint. But for the most part, I just smoke out of a chillum or a bowl. Something that kind of conserves my weed instead of burning it all up. I see these kids out here putting all their weed in their blunts in a swisher or whatever. And a third of it burns up. A third of it never gets smoked. And when you got five motherfuckers passing around a fucking swisher, that bitch lasts like two minutes. And when it's just you and somebody else, you guys are coughing so fucking much that... Half the time you're coughing, it's burning up. So, to me, rolling up weed in a, in a swisher is just a waste. Now, when it's in a paper, slow-burning papers, lasts a little bit longer, in my opinion. Either way, rolling a joint uses less weed anyways, versus rolling a whole blunt. And, I'm already kind of taking in enough... Um, carcinogens, I guess you could say. I don't need to add to that. Hmm. Very smooth. Very smooth. Anywho. I got me a big king size Kit Kat, and I don't know what I what I think about the big cats versus the regular king size Kit Kats. I feel like they're a little bit too thick. They're a little bit too big. I don't know. Different from a regular Kit Kat. It's a little bit thinner and wider. Something about the texture about it is just different. But I've got that, and then I've got some other shit in there to eat from work. Um, got some sandwiches to eat from work. I just ended up eating a whole bag of kettle-cooked jalapeno chips that I dipped in ranch. Um, had a jar of ranch that was still left. And I might make some spaghetti pasta later and just make spaghetti if I'm fat enough. So... For now, I'm going to get off of here, watch some cops, watch some Pluto TV, and maybe play some slots later. I've been playing this this game called uh, Pop Slots, and it's very addicting. So, anyways, till the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it hasn't really been that fucking fun, honestly. <laughs> See Jizzle in the Whizzle, signing off. And don't just have a good day, America. Have a great day.